Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which is oat milk today. I'm trying all these different things. Oat milk. Oat milk has this weird flat texture to it to me. I still haven't tried the uh, recommendation to do the, um, was it almond milk with a little bit of coconut cream? I have to try that too. Yesterday I did 2% milk. <sighs> the eternal quest, no doubt. Uh, so let's see. Um, today is Thursday, May 13th. And um, there we are. <laughs> Thursday, May 13th. We are already at the middle of May. How is this possible? So, what do I have to say today? I don't know. I'm off to Ryder Coffee this morning. So, I, um, I'm wearing my new favorite top. It's a little bit cool. I mean, we're having a cool spring. I know I keep saying that, but, um, which is good in many ways. We've been clouding up most days, sometimes getting rain, which is also good. Maybe that's why I feel like the light's kind of funny this morning. Yeah, maybe that's it. I feel like I look different today. Do I look different? Do I look different to you guys? <sighs> ah, vanity. So, let's see. What do I have to tell you? That's uh, My brain is empty this morning. Why is that? I'm up earlier so I could try to get an hour of work in before I go to Ryder Coffee. So it's just now 7 o'clock. So, so far, I'm in good shape to do that. Uh, and I have gotten 3,000 words a day, every day so far this week, on Bright Familiar. So that's good, too. Um, I'm, so I'm a little over 9,000 words for the week. I would love to keep that streak going this week. I really do notice that, um, okay, I do not like this oat milk. <laughs> it's, I just took a sip as I was talking and it's like, ew, you know what? I'm going to go make it with regular milk and come back. I'm going to pitch this up. I'll be right back. Okay, let's try again. Second cup of coffee. Although, does it count as second cup if I didn't drink the first? Well, that's just so much better. I went back to the 2%. Um, maybe the 2% will do better than the half and half. Hmm. That's good. All right, let's do earrings. Um, so today's another odd man out earring. Um, I really love this one. I'm very sorry that I lost the other earring. And I actually have kind of a story about that, which will make my mother happy because she loves when I tell stories. But um, isn't this a cool earring? It is a long rectangle. Me and my themes, right? Give me a long rectangle every time. Uh, and it's kind of made like of a fused glass set in silver. And it's in aqua and teal tones. And it's a little bit ombre. It starts with a light green and shades down to a deep green. Then with a small gold band and then a 
finishes with a very bright teal color. Um, aquamarine. Maybe a, a nice aquamarine color at the bottom. Those pretty. I bought these right after we moved to Santa Fe. Oh, and so for the other ring, I just put in this long silver dangly, which you guys have seen before. So I, I'm asymmetrical today, which is probably in keeping with my, my scattered brains. Mm. <laughs> At least the coffee is so much better. <laughs> okay, so after I first moved to El Dorado, I got these at, um, what do they call it? The studio tour. So I live in Santa Fe, right? Which is a place where many artists come, artists and writers. And it's a, um, <laughs> that reminds me of something. We'll see if I remember to come back around to it. But lots and lots of visual artists here. And partly following in George O'Keefe's footsteps and the other uh, writers, I want to say writers, don't I? Other artists who followed in her footsteps coming here. Um, but, you know, it really is, it's an amazing feel here. And the light is different. And and I've had arguments with scientist friends about this because they're like, the light is light, Jeffy. It's not different in one place of the earth than another. And I'm like, is that even technically true? I mean, let's really investigate this. But anyway, I don't care. The light is different here. The artists see it. And the feel is different here. There are, you know, so every once in a while we'll do a panel or someone will ask me, like, why are there so many science fiction and fantasy writers here in the desert southwest? And it's like, it's conducive. <laughs> it's just conducive. Uh, the light. I, you know, what is it? Because writers don't necessarily care about light, right? Maybe. But we do love vistas. We do love landscapes. So um, every spring, unless there's a global pandemic, they have a studio tour here in my neighborhood. Um, and my neighborhood, I live in an unincorporated community of, of, of about Three to 5,000 people, depending on where you draw the lines. Um, and we're all a great deal of separation between us. And we're about 15 minutes from actual town. But there are a lot of artists out here, a lot of little studios and casitas and so forth, writers. And they had this um, studio tour where you'd get, you know, it would be on Saturday and Sunday and you'd get the map and you could go from studio to studio and see what people were working on and buy their stuff. My mom got to do it with me one year and it was so much fun. We had the best time, but I bought these earrings. There were two from a jeweler uh, and she made these and I thought I saved her card. Um, I would love to find her again because I would totally buy another pair of earrings uh, to match this one. Uh, and I even know exactly, pretty much exactly, when I lost the pair to this one. Can I even say pretty much exactly? Uh, <laughs> so I was in Puerto Rico, and it was it was not long after I, wow, I'm trying to remember what trip this was. Maybe I didn't have these earrings for all that long. That might have been part of it. Anyway, I was in Puerto Rico for work, my old day job working for an environmental consulting firm. And 
I worked with this other gal who was technically my boss and, but we were also friends and we had been in San Juan working for the week, which is San Juan's neat. But if you're uh, working in a place, um, you know, we, it, it's not where you want to be to see all of Puerto Rico. And she and I really wanted to go to, to Vieques. And so we had planned to take some time after the work was done to go to Vieques and go on the bioluminescence tour there. So I think we spent like two nights on Vieques after we were done. So this always became a thing. When we got to go to neat places for work, it was a question of did we, if we wanted to do fun things while we were there, did, you know, if we wanted to do a bit of tourism or so forth, would you do it before or after? And we almost never ended up going in before for various reasons. I don't know. It just always felt like hard to program in. We would almost always end up taking a few days after, which was generally a mistake because we would just be tired from working together all week and kind of cranky. And... <laughs> And it was, a, I had, I had done this with, I'd done this kind of journey to the islands off of Puerto Rico before, a few years before when I was there working and uh, David had flown in to be with me and we had taken the ferry from Fiardo to Calabria, which was one of the most brilliant things we've ever done. I highly recommend Calabria. It was amazing. So I kind of knew what I was doing, but um, we were planning to get out of there that Friday night and we should have been done early that morning. But my boss, Laurie, got went down a rabbit hole with this one, one of the last systems that she was reviewing. We were drinking water auditors and she she would do this. She would get tied up in her head and be convinced that she needed to investigate something further and... I was being my INTJ self and being like, you are going down a rabbit hole. And she's like, no, you know, so she ended up spending like, I don't know, two or three hours doing this while the rest of us were twiddling our thumbs. And so I was aggravated with her. And then when she gets in that mode too, she, she just gets more and more and more wound. And she's a real extrovert in that the more tired she gets, the more energy she wants from other people, which means the more she talks. And I'm a real introvert in that the more tired I get, the more I do not want anybody to talk to me. So we were in many ways, good friends and, um, and very fond of each other. And at the same time, this was like a fundamental <laughs> incompatibility that was a problem at times. Um, and fortunately our friendship overcame that, but, and then, you know, so we you know, finished at the office and we went back and we were having lunch and there was someone else with us, uh, maybe an EPA person. And, and she was in full power mode, ba -ba 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 -ba, talking nonstop. Um, one of our other, no, I won't say this just in case she ever hears this, but she, I mean, she could just really, when she, you know, high energy person. So we finally, um, all, you know, we ate lunch and then she and I headed to Fiardo to get to the, the ferry and do all of this. And, um, and you know, she kept talking to me and I kept being like, Laura, I just need, I need you to not talk to me for a little bit. I just really need some time to myself. 
and we were crossing this sort of rutted dirt parking lot where we had parked the car, you know, bouncing our suitcases. Cause of course we had suitcases for a week of work, you know, we had to drag those to Vieques too. We didn't think it was a good idea to leave everything in the rental car in the parking lot, right at the ferry. And so you're dragging our big suitcases across the parking lot. And as I've often commented, one thing about these earrings like this that just have a hook. And yes, I know I should get the little thingies that you put on the back, but I'm always dropping those. I don't know about you guys. They don't work all that well. And at any rate, they, they get caught in my hair and they, they lift out and then they go boom, on the video. I'm showing a demonstration of how that works. Uh, so we we're crossing that parking lot and I realized one of those earrings was gone and I was just like, fuck my life, which champagne problems, right? I was on my way to Vieques and, you know, so we got there late and slept and that helped. And she did leave me alone on the ferry. I was like, I'm going to sit and read my book. I just need to recharge. And she left me alone a lot of the next day. We hung out at the beach and the pool and just really decompressed. And then the following night, we went on that bioluminescence tour. And our timing was absolutely perfect. And not through exquisite planning, but you want to be there. Um, is it during the new moon? I think it's during the new moon. Um uh, after it's been very sunny weather, which it wasn't there a lot of the time, but we went out in the sea kayaks and paddled around in the bay and everything. And the bioluminescence is, is unreal. It, it was just one of the most magical things I've ever done. And Larry and I shared a kayak and, you know, and you could dip your paddle into the water and lift it out and watch the, the shimmering glowing blue water um, come, come right off. And it was uh, the, I think it's dinoflagellates, maybe. Uh, that was the word that popped into my head. I did not study up ahead of time. Um, but they are motion activated. So the, the water will be dark until you like put your paddle through it and then they light up. And you could also see like fish and other bigger <laughs> water animals down deeper, you'd stop and you'd look down into the, you know, and it was very dark out, of course, you know, and they take you to places where there's very little other ambient lighting from houses and so forth. So you're out on this black bay on this lightless night and you look down into the black glassy water and then you see like this big blue shape go swimming by underneath. And it was just, um, wow. Amazing, amazing experience. So I only had to sacrifice an earring for it, but it is kind of bioluminescent blue, right? So, um, I feel like I've been having conversations online a lot the last few days and I, I don't know why I go through these cycles. <laughs> <laughs> where it seems like, you know, a lot of times I withhold my opinion and then sometimes I express it. But, um, you know, we've, we've been talking about subgenres and categorization and mentioned some of that on Tuesday, I think, you know, like what does historical fantasy mean? And we, uh, on the email loop, the very small array, 
we sort of got into this debate about paranormal romance versus urban fantasy versus these other things, you know, like what is, you know, how, how do you define them? And one of the things that seems to be true is that they do evolve over time. And self-publishers have uh, affected a lot of this because they take terms and start using them in their own ways. You know, we got in this debate about reverse harem where um, another writer, Jane Linskold, was saying that reverse harem came from manga and anime and that it is a absolutely a term from that. And she was, it turns out that what it means in manga and anime, she and I had a little bit of a mis miscommunication, but what it means there is different than what it means in reverse harem in the kinds of um, books that are popular right now. And thank you, Darkstorm, for the recommendations, by the way. I did read um, The Power of Lies, the, the first uh, Dark Orchid book. We could look at, um, let me see. Yeah, it's called The Dark Orchid, Part, Power of Lies by Oren Hadley. And now I am started to read uh, The Queen's Line, Inheritance of Hunger, uh, book one by Catherine Moon. So authors, there are your shout outs. I don't know if I'll get around to reviewing those or not. Um, I really did like The Power of Lies. Um, I, it was a very good wreck. I enjoyed the erotic nature of the story it's a so these are reverse harems in the definition of how it's being currently used which is uh one woman with multiple men and so like the power of lies it ends up being uh one woman with three men and and what's interesting in these stories is uh the better writers i think maybe that's not fair but i've read some where um the polyamorous or menage relationships end up being like the justification feels absurd. It's like, what, why are these people even doing this? I don't get this. The power of lies was very interesting in that I absolutely believed why all of the lovers were in this. Um, I, I was a little less convinced by Sivan, but Sivan, I think maybe it's Sivan. But otherwise, I totally bought into the justification and the sex magic. Uh, we are soul sisters and liking the sex magic. And it was an interesting fantasy story. So I'm, I really love that. It seems like there's not that many books that have really good erotic content that also um, provides a compelling story, especially that with the fantasy and magic. So with the reverse harem stuff, uh, one thing that Jane Linskold was saying was that she thought it would be interesting to go back and trace how the term had gone from manga and anime to being used in these books. And I said, well, you know, you could go, you could research it, you know, if you want to spend your time doing that. And I said, but I think it's going to turn out, I could be wrong, it's happened, that uh, that the answer is more prosaic than that. I suspect that the self-publishers 
who are really publishing in this genre said, what's the reverse of where a harem where, you know, you have one man with lots of women at his sexual beck and call. Um, what's the opposite of that? Well, it's a reverse harem. Maybe it came from manga anime. I don't know, but the definition there is apparently quite different. So, um, and I was going to talk more about that, but I'm already at 20 minutes. Maybe I'll talk about it more tomorrow. I'll make a note. Uh, you guys will be happy to know I did make it within my bus route budget by one minute. And I then my content renews today. So I'm, I'm actually kind of pleased with myself about that. I mean, it would have been like $3 not to, but still I'm pleased with myself. And I'm going to go get busy, get this posted, and get some writing done before writer coffee. So I hope that you all have a great Thursday. And I will remind you all, here's my cup with my J on it, uh, J for Jeffy. I'll remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Talk to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.